Kingdom Glory on the Article 7 podcast. Yes, and welcome to the Article 7 podcast. This is my sermon podcast. And who am I that I do such a thing? I'm Andy Jago, the pastor of Bethany Lutheran Church and Preschool. And this is the second of three kingdom talks, three gospel talks prepared for our stewardship program at Bethany Lutheran. Stewardship is how we manage the gifts that God has given to us for work in his church and in his kingdom. This sermon was heard on Sunday, September 15, and earlier in the worship, people heard some testimony and also a children's sermon about the widow's might. The theme that we're all connecting to is our joyful response to God and our desire to give God glory for all that he has done. Now, a couple of times in the sermon, I'm walking around to the front of the church to do a little show and tell. Well, I'll just warn you about that ahead of time here so that you can use your imagination when we get to that point. All right, so here's the second of three kingdom talks. And as I say in the sermon, to God be the glory. Before I begin my sermon this day, I did forget to bring to your attention this invitation here. Today's theme is how giving is a joyful response. Whatever response the people of Bethany give to this campaign, we are going to celebrate. I want you as a part of that celebration. So in two Sundays' time, uh, we're going to be gathering after worship for a special luncheon. And please be a part of that. Please fill out your reservation card that will be available Uh, in the coming weeks as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, our text for today is the Epistle Lesson, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, If you can, you may look at that with your own Bible, with the Pew Bible as well. Uh, Or you may look on with me here into the bulletin. This is uh, just going to be reading uh, portions of this, and I would like to start on the second column you'll see in our readings, up toward the top, And Paul writes, I thank him who has given me strength. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord. And a little further on into our text, he writes, I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly and in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me. So God gives Paul strength, grace overflows. That leads him to this final doxology at the end. To the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be all honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. That is the theme. That's what we call a doxology, a a praise that rises from the heart, goes out through the lips, and then out into the world. To God be the glory. To God be the glory because he has given me strength. He has strengthened me in Christ Jesus, made me strong. Now, Paul, you know, went through a lot of adversity in the task that God had given him to do, yes? He went from town to town to preach the word. There are some towns he was driven out by people who were angry and upset at what he was saying. There were challenges 
all throughout every church that he planted throughout what is today modern-day Turkey. He crosses the sea. He goes into Greece. He talks with the philosophers. He was laughed at by some people in Athens and by some people in Corinth and in the other cities that were there. But through all that adversity, whether it was physical or, or people driving him out, God was his strength. And so thanks be to God for strengthening me. Now I have here in my hand a, a mystery. Uh, I've got some kind of mystery subscription, the Sports Illustrated from somewhere. Now I haven't gotten a bill yet, so I guess that's all good. Um, but uh, So I look at this, and in all honesty, I don't have time to, I haven't had a whole lot of time to read every article that comes my way, so some weeks I just read the, the headlines that are here. And of course, this the week, I couldn't miss it. Uh, this, the obvious, God brought this to my attention. The Clemson Way, Faith and Football. I said, okay, I got to check this out. <laughs> faith and Football. Sure enough, there's the Clemson coach sitting there with a football in one hand, pointing up to the sky in the other. And I said, okay, so what's this all about, Lord? And I, I just want to highlight in the middle of the article here, uh, Dab, that's an interesting name, uh, but Dab, Dabo Swinney is the head coach. He was an assistant coach at Clemson before that. Uh, it said here he was a receiver's coach. He showed early on that he had a gift for connecting with the players. In the meeting room, Swinney often told the receivers stories from his own life, how he lived through his father's alcoholism, how his mother had moved in with him during college in Alabama, how he'd worked his way up from a walk-on player to scholarship player to contributor to the 1992 national championship team. He'd usually drive home, quote, how the Lord made it possible for him to be where he's at today, says LaDonte Harris, a Clemson receiver from 2004 to 7. Swinney preached to them about the importance of having a spiritual balance and that purpose, says Curtis Bauman, another receiver from those Tiger teams. At times, one former player says, Swinney sounded like a Baptist preacher. <laughs> so, okay, you know, there's First Amendment issue. You can tell, you know, there's people today, that would get you in trouble, right? So people can have opinions about the Constitution and how far that goes in American society. That's not my concern as a preacher of the Word. My concern is this person's faith. And how often have I heard from police officers, firemen, doctors, uh, teachers, you know, people who even in their public life have, it just, they have that testimony, and they're not shy about sharing that with whoever will listen. Christ is my strength. I can do this today because the Lord got me through. I can do this today because I have this spiritual strength from the Lord, not just physical strength, not just emotional strength, but this spiritual strength from the Lord. So like Paul, they're saying, to God be the glory. To God be the glory, because I'm able to do this today. Paul writes also about overflowing grace. Overflowing grace. And of course, I can't just say something without showing you, which I'll get to in a minute. But overflowing grace. The grace of our Lord overflowed for me. And we know from Paul's life, well, he says it right here in his own testimony, that he was the chief of sinners. This saying is trusty, worthy, and true. God saves sinners, of whom I am chief. And here's Paul saying how he was formerly a blasphemer, someone who spoke against, who breathed murderous threats against 
people of faith, people of the church, until God knocked him off his horse. Now, that's not where he found overflowing grace. That's where he encountered the law. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? But then he was taken to a man's home. He was, while he was blind, the gospel message was shared with him. He understood about the grace of Jesus Christ. He understood that he was a sinner whom Christ had died for. He understood that, that Christ Jesus stood in the way of God's judgment and took that judgment instead, and instead God gives us grace. Paul understood that grace was pouring into his life because of God's intervention. And not only poured and filled him up, but as you can see there, you can watch it. So what do you see there? It's not only pouring into the cup, but it's overflowing. That's what that word means that Paul is using there. Grace that overflows. It's super abundant. It's a grace that is so strong and so powerful that can't just, it can't just be in one place. It has to overflow. And that's the abundant grace that God gives to us. I, I like the image of doing this in the baptismal font because of, the, of God's grace flowing into our lives. Just like with the Apostle Paul, but just like with us too, God intervenes. He, he, there's an intervention between ourselves and the judgment of God and his forgiveness and grace flows into our life. And with Paul, we say, to God be the glory. To God be the glory for giving us strength, for giving us grace that overflows and forgiveness. And when I hear the, the glory there, that reminded me of First Chronicles. And if you want, again, you could turn in your Bible or the, the Pew Bible. This one's not printed out for you. So if you want to, the Bibles that are in front of you, I think it's page 357. 357 is First Chronicles. When I heard, you know, Paul's doxology of to God immortal, invisible, only wise, uh, to him be the glory and honor forever. Well, that was, that was David's response as well. And, and David, you know, early on in First Chronicles chapter 29, says, you challenges the people, who is willing to consecrate themselves this day? Who is willing to, there's that word again, consecration. You're giving dedicating something to the Lord. And just like the Apostle Paul, this is a response. This is a response born out of faith, born out of joy, born out of the trust that people had for the Lord. Who was willing to consecrate themselves? David was asking for offerings to build the first temple. It was, it was overflowing beyond expectation. And so in celebration, he says in verse 11, and this is from the King James, the reason why I'm reading it from here will become apparent in a minute. Uh, thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty and all that is in heaven and on earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. Does that sound familiar, reading it like that? Because if we read it in the King James language, it may trigger, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. It's how we end the Lord's Prayer. That was David's words that we use in the Lord's Prayer. To you is the greatness, to you is the power, to you is the glory. If we're able to give, if we're able to, to give testimony about how God strengthens our lives, if we are able to share some of this overflowing grace that we have been given in our lives, then just like what the Apostle Paul leads us to today, we say, to God be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds forever on Christ Jesus. Amen.